Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Here in the Midwest, we're seeing the smoke from out west and up in Canada from raging wildfires. This year is projected to be the worst wildfire season. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, and this is the word from Franklin Pemberton, the press officer for the U.S. Forest Service Eastern Region. That region covers from Minnesota to Maine and then down to Missouri and over to the Virginias. Franklin, what is the situation right now out west? Well, as you've probably been following in the news, it's um, probably the worst fire season um, on record this year. If not, it's going to be fairly closely, we suspect. So right now we have, we have 97 large fires out nationally right now. So, you know, that's about 1.86 million acres. And there's approximately 21,500 firefighters assigned to those fires right now. And you said, you know, you're kind of directing all services out west uh, to meet that need? Well, we certainly try to give every firefighter in the eastern zone, so this is out here in the eastern region, which is from Minnesota to Maine, from Maine down to West Virginia, and then over to Missouri. So we are are entrusted with about 12 million acres of national forest system lands. And so we don't have a a lot of fires in this region. Uh, You know, we tend to be um, a little wetter than obviously out west, and uh, what the firefighters we do have, uh, we use frequently to support our partners and, of course, helping out in areas as needed. So they're national resource. So we can shift those folks to fight fires wherever needed and incidents of all types. So, yeah, we are shifting all of our folks that are available um, to the West to support that effort. How many people are you sending out West to help fight those fires? So this is not including all of our state partners or other federal agencies. This is just us in the U.S. Forest Service here in these region. It's about 440, 450 people right now. What does it take to fight fires? I mean, what are the skills and the training that these rangers need? Yeah, so being a wildland firefighter is a, a very unique and I think a, a very um, satisfying occupation. It, it's a lot of work. So first off, you have to be very physically fit. Folks are carrying heavy packs, heavy boots, uh, hard hats, tools, and a lot of hiking. So, you know, this is um, hours of hiking in under very uh, rough conditions. So hot weather, steep terrain, typically smoky, dusty, um, it is, it's a, it's a very um, demanding environment, but, um, you know, it's also a very satisfying, very beautiful environment to be in. A, when I first started my career, I was a wildland firefighter and got to see some just amazing scenery. What about the equipment needed to fight wildfires? So, you know, here in the eastern region, a lot of our fires that we have are up in Minnesota, uh, typically uh, in that wooded country in the north. But we do have fires down in Missouri and West Virginia. They, they can occur anywhere here in the eastern region. So, you know, the, the equipment's pretty much the same here as it would be out west. So m- mostly the firefighters are using hand tools. So things like modified shovels, um, a tool called a Pulaski, which is like a axe with a hoe on the back. Uh, chainsaws are always, of course, in use to cut through timber to drop timber that is burning Uh, And then, of course, you move into things like water pumps and then backpack pumps. So these are pumps, bladder bags that firefighters can carry on their back. 
Um, they have water pumps so they can actually draft out of small uh, creeks and streams to help put out fire with water. And then, of course, you move up to, like, fire engines and then helicopters and then, of course, fixed-wing aircraft that help suppress fire as well. How do people get involved in, I guess, this line of work? Well, you know, I think there's a couple different uh, avenues in. There's probably more than a couple. Uh, typically, here with the U.S. Forest Service, we hire a number of what we call seasonal firefighters. So these are people that would like to work, and it's typically we start hiring in the process starts in the wintertime, and they come on board in the spring, and they work typically till the fall. So there's a, kind of a two different types of, of folks we hire. We hire permanent firefighters, and then there's the seasonal. And the seasonal firefighters are uh, the bulk of our firefighting force. They come on seasonally help out during the summer. So you see a lot of college students that are in natural resources, forestry, or, you know, even uh, folks that are just interested in in wildland firefighting. So a good way to get started in this is to contact your local volunteer fire department. A lot of the volunteer fire departments uh, not only support their local communities, but they're also, um, many of them are trained to help fight wildland fire and have been deployed throughout the nation to help out with wildland fire. Can you give us an idea of just how much water is needed to fight a wildfire? I let people know, you know, the, the perception is that water puts out fire, and, that, and, that, and it can, but in the backcountry, that's a really difficult thing to do. If you've ever tried putting out your own campfire, you know, it's water, stir, water, stir. And I have I tell people, you know, next time you put out a campfire that you, you have either on your property or the next time you're out camping, Keep track of how much water it takes to put out a campfire. It's, a, it's quite a bit more than people think. So a lot of our firefighting tactics, especially in the backcountry, are dry firefighting tactics. So we remove the fuel from an area by putting in a containment line, which is typically a line that firefighters scrape down to the mineral soil around the fire. So it's a very uh, physically demanding, labor-intense process of actually removing the fuels away from the source of the fire. So you're basically creating a line of, of mineral soil or fire-resistant so, um, line around the fire. You know, another question I'm getting is, how does smoke travel all the way to the Midwest when events are happening out west or in northern Canada? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, these fires, these larger fires can put smoke up to 20,000 feet, 30,000 feet up into the atmosphere. You know, fires create a lot of convection, a lot of heat. So heat rises and it pushes that smoke very high up into the atmosphere, and then it drifts, of course, with our with the jet stream up over to us, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing amount of smoke, and if you've ever been out west during fire season, it can be incredibly smoky in the valleys, and, you know, that's kind of the residual from the smoke that goes up. Some of it kind of also falls down in the evenings. It's a, it's a, it's a very impressive amount of smoke that is generated from these fires every year. And if you did some, just some Google searching, I think you would be pretty blown away with the amount of smoke and, and how far it goes, for that matter. I mean, it goes, in some cases, it goes all the way past us out towards Europe. So when is the fire season here in, your, in our region, the eastern region, Minnesota to Maine? Well, you know, typically it's, it's more of a spring season when we dry out in the spring a little bit. But, you know, that's changing. So our fire seasons are lasting a little longer than they have been. And in many places in the United States now, they're just basically, especially in the West, they're just saying there is no season anymore. It's fire season essentially year-round. 
based on the elevation and based on the terrain, it can burn almost year-round. Um, in the southern part of our region, so down in Missouri and Ohio and all that area, um, you know, we can get fires uh, later in the year, too. So it's it's definitely um, it's a it's a year-round effort. It just seems, you know, really to pick up mostly in the summer out west. And out west is where the bulk of the large fires are, of course. I sometimes forget that Forest Services is a part of USDA. How does that fit? We are. So, you know, our agency has been um, around. The U.S. Forest Service has been around since 1905. And our founding, uh, our founding chief, Gifford Pinchot, uh, basically wanted the agency to reside in the Department of Agriculture because he, as a forester, wanted to demonstrate to Americans that forests are a renewable resource. There's something that can be managed. There's something that can be harvested and renewed and replanted. And then another thing you guys do is prevention, right? What does wildfire prevention look like? Well, you know, it, it, it looks like a lot of things. You know, you want to start at the very large kind of uh, macro. It's uh, it's fire prevention campaign, so Smokey Bear. So it starts with just awareness. I think a lot of people, especially people that aren't in fire-prone areas, they don't think about it as much. You know, fires tend to be less of an issue in the East than they are in the West. But then it kind of takes that down another notch, and we work closely with all of our partners, state partners, county all the different municipalities to work on fire prevention plans, wildfire community um, prevention plans. We help uh, help fund prevention efforts. And then you take it down to the smallest level, it's down to the um, individual um, Forest Service employee patrolling in the backcountry and the front country looking for abandoned campfires, for lightning starts, smoke reports. It's, you know, it's a very labor-intensive sort of uh, process. And in the past, we had uh, lookouts, so those, you know, famed lookout towers that were on the tops of these mountains, very romantic, very, uh, you know, mythologized sort of um, a, a sort of a occupation where you're up, up in this tower up in the middle of the woods all summer. And, you know, those still, um, we do have still have those, but primarily now fire detection is being done with aircraft. It's just the technology allows us to, um, use forward-looking infrared and other other newer technologies to detect fires that aren't always visible to the eye because, you know, out west it can be kind of smoky and the smoke can obscure smaller fires. So technology is getting better. Um, satellite imaging is getting better. I think the detection methods are getting definitely um, more advanced. So it's it's absolutely helping us quite a lot. So why are we then seeing record wildfires? Well, I think it's, a, it's a, a variety of things. It's very complicated. But as, as we've been reading in the news, you know, we're seeing hotter, drier summers uh, along with more, we would say, more fuel. So more trees and smaller diameter trees in our western forests. So we're seeing kind of a combination of more things to burn with a longer period of time that makes it easier for them to burn. And so I think, you know, we're seeing these shifts in, in weather patterns and in, in increasing temperatures over the West. And then, of course, no rain. And then, you know, these, these small diameter brush and small trees, you know, things the size of your pinky or your fingers, they get really dry. And all it takes is a lightning strike or a careless camp, camper or, um, you know, even something as small as people accidentally dragging chains behind their vehicle. You know, when you type your camper or your trailer and a chain is on the concrete dragging around, it can actually cause quite a 
quite a few sparks. What do you think you guys need in order to prevent more wildfires? I wouldn't really be able to answer that because it's such a big picture view. Staffing always helps, but it's also one of those things where there's only so much we can do as people, as human beings, when there's such large fire events. I don't know if you've been following the news out there, but some of these fires are thousands, tens of thousands of acres. Human beings, especially that you know the individual firefighter, at a certain point, there's there's not a ton they can do to initially attack the fire, but they can go and help prep areas in the path of the fire. They can help harden what they call point protection. They can protect um, other places like you know towns and water sources and things like that. Franklin, is there anything I'm not asking you that you wanted to add? I think it's important for people in the Midwest to know that uh, many of their neighbors and family members are actually out supporting these fire efforts. And if they want to get involved, the first and best step is to talk to their local volunteer firefighting department. There's always jobs in, in the federal government and state for firefighting. I encourage people to reach out to their local natural resource management agencies and ask about those jobs. There you have it, all things wildfires from Franklin Pemberton, the press officer for the U.S. Forest Service eastern region at midwestfarmreport.com we've included the link to the national interagency fire center there you can find national statistics on wildfires and wildfire prevention information for the midwest farm report i'm stephanie hoff